Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. family saviors and right from the beginning of the year our daddy has been talking to us about saviors the fact that we must have a savior's mentality we must have a savior's attitude the fact that we must be people that would follow the pattern of the savior himself everything about us will have to be that of a savior our assignment is that we must save at all costs somebody save our families save our businesses save our cities save our nations for some of us it will have to be to be a savior of you know maybe a whole uh, um, nation cities whatever god has assigned for you to do there is always someone and a place for you to be a savior in hallelujah but for every one of us I know for sure that we are saviors of our families. Hallelujah. Saviors of our families. When you look at the pattern that the, the, uh, God gave to us, he gave us a man. And the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us a pattern for saving, for delivering. And it was the example of our lord jesus christ in the same way he has called us to save our families he has called us to save our cities our nations he may use one man he may use one woman whatever it is if god elects you to be a savior you want to say here am i send me lift up your hands and say here am i send me hallelujah it is interesting to note that in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it is full of names and, and it is the hall of faith. And it is filled with heroes and heroines of faith. The Bible said by faith, they subdued kingdoms. By faith, they quenched violent fires. The Bible says that by faith, Abel gave a more excellent offering. And when you go through the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, every one of them did things by faith, by faith. And you see individuals, you see Abel, you see Abraham, you see Noah. Every one of them did something. And you see names, individuals that served their generation at the time that they were living i believe that for every one of us also god has called us to serve our generation a time will come when the chronicles are written it will be that by faith solomon saved his family by faith grace saved her family by faith mary laid down her life for her family by faith uh, uh, peter or let me say, Aaron, Aaron, the high priest, when he has substance in his hands, he saved his family. He lifted up his family. And every one of them was able to make it to the tertiary level. And they are people of repute in society. By faith, you will be able to leave a mark 
in your generation. Hallelujah. The Bible said David, after he has served his generation, was gathered unto his fathers. Let it not be served that you died, but you did not serve your generation. You died, but you did not save your generation. I am speaking to somebody here this morning. You will save your generation. And it will be service to your generation. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, the verse 32. And what shall I say more? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, Samuel, and of the prophets. Every one of them did something in his generation. Hallelujah. But today, I'm looking at an unlikely savior. An unlikely savior. In that same book of Hebrews chapter 11. When you read from chapter verse 1 right through to the end, you see names and most of them, the names are names of men. Names of men. But buried deep in that same chapter, you see the names of two women. One of them was Sarah and the other was Rahab the harlot. Sarah and Rahab the harlot. Sarah's name was attached to her husband. And there was one woman that stood on her own. One woman that, whose name was repeated severally in the New Testament. Not just in the Old Testament, but it showed up also in the New Testament. One woman who is an unlikely candidate to be chosen as a savior. And yet, God in his infinite wisdom found something beyond what a human eye saw and chose this one to be a savior and that was Rahab and I call Rahab the unlikely savior nobody will expect that he would save anyone because of the profession that she found herself in a harlot a prostitute and I'm sure the moment you hear these words, immediately your ears will be lifted up, your tentacles will be like, what is going on here? But we see this woman buried in the hall of faith, a heroine of faith. And the Bible said by faith, Rahab was able to save. The Bible says in Hebrews 30, 11, 31, it says by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not when he had received the spies with peace hallelujah so i see this woman rahab the harlot and she is there buried in there maybe we can look at her story and uh, see what kind of woman this person was but right from the top of my head i see a woman who is a canaanite and for a Jew, a Canaanite is somebody who is despised because he's a Gentile. Not to talk about, you know, the, the, the city or the country of uh, Canaan and especially the city of Jericho because Jericho was known to be one of the oldest cities in those days, full of idolatry. And they, 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 they worshipped the, the moon god, Ashtaroth. 
It was a city that was full of wickedness, human sacrifices, deviant sexual activity. That was the kind of city that this woman was coming out of. So being a harlot, I don't think it was a very strange thing at all in that place. But there was something more about um, this woman. So you look at Rahab, a Canaanite, a prostitute, number two, and then a woman also. I mean, in all three fronts, she did not count as a savior at all. If you were looking at who a savior is supposed to be in the eyes or by the standards of a Jewish person, but God still went on and chose this woman. In Joshua chapter 2, reading from the verse 1, let me just go through the story very quickly. Later on, when you have time, you can um, go through the story. In Joshua chapter 2, the Bible says that God had given Jericho into the hands of the people of Israel. And so Joshua sent out two spies to go into the city of Jericho to spy out the place and bring a word. And when they went, the place they found was the house of a harlot. Now, don't tell me, I know you are thinking all kinds of things in your mind. Why would they go to a harlot's house of all places? Couldn't they have gone into a church? There was no church. Like I said, they were worshipping the moon god and they wouldn't go there. The only place they also found to be convenient was the place, the home of a harlot because everybody was going in and coming out without question. So if they also went in and out, nobody was going to question them. Mind you, these are spies. CIA spies doing their espionage activities. So they went to a place where nobody will ask any questions. But I don't know how they were dressed. I don't know what it was, but somehow they found them out. And immediately it was reported to the king of Jericho that there are some spies who have come from, from amongst the people of Israel and they have entered into the house of Rahab. So immediately they, they said, go and find out these people and bring them out. They got there and Rahab said, it is true, they came, but they also left. Hallelujah. They came and they also left. And I'm think, I know you are thinking in your mind, ah, this woman, you are saying she's a, she's a savior, but she has told a lie. But that was a holy lie. Hallelujah. But I believe one thing about this woman, that she was a woman of the family. She had the family at heart. Why do I say so? In Joshua chapter 2, the verse 13, after the people had come to take the spies and she had told them that the spies came truly, but they had left before the evening gate was shut. The gate was shut for the evening. And after they left, he took these spies, took them to the top of, his, of her roof, put them there, put stacks of hay and flax on them, covered them. But before she did that, she went to them and told them, now that I have saved you, I also want you to do something for me. In Joshua chapter 2, the verse 12 and 13, it says, now therefore I pray you, swear unto me, since I have showed you kindness, that you also will show kindness unto my father's house. Notice, unto my father's house. And give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father 
and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have the dogs the cats the, the cockroaches everything the rats everything all that they have and deliver our lives from death this is a harlot Ladies and gentlemen, a harlot you would think is somebody who wants to sell her body for money she can get to take care of herself. But I beg to, to, to differ when it comes to Rahab. I seem to think that Rahab was a woman of the family. She thought about her family. So the least opportunity she had, she immediately put in a request. Now that I have shown you kindness, you to show kindness, not just to me alone. She could have said that, try and make sure that I am delivered. But you see, she started from her father's house. Save my father's house. My father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters. And just in case there are other people, other extended families, and all that are with them, save every one of us from death. This is a woman who is thinking of the family. I see Rahab as a woman, in spite of her profession, carried her family on her shoulders, carried her family in her heart. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many ladies who are into some, and there's even men, you know, pimps, who are into some kind of profession, some job descriptions, some relationships, not because they want to be there, but ladies and gentlemen, they are carrying the family on their heads. They are carrying families in their hearts. And because of that, they are not able to find a righteous way to save their family. And so they go the other way. But even while they are there, they still carry the family in their hearts. They still carry their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters. They are carrying them in their hearts. I am into this job. I don't like what I am doing. But for the sake of my mother who is sick. And I must buy drugs for her every day. That is why I am here. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like the relationship I am in. But unfortunately, I don't see any help coming from any other source. And so I am forced to do this. God, I don't like what I'm doing. I am not happy with what I am doing. I am not happy with where I am. I am not happy with all the, the checks I have to sign. The over invoicing. The under invoicing I have to do. Just so that, you know, I can put food on the table of the family. God, I don't like it. But here is the case. If I don't do it, I don't know what will happen to the family. My family is looking up to me for, for medication. My family is looking up to me for me to pay school fees of my siblings. My family is looking up to me to be able to help my, 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 the, the house rent and so many things. There are so many people, ladies and gentlemen, who find themselves trapped in relationships, trapped in professions, trapped in places that are unsavory, that are not the best, and yet they cannot get themselves out because they carry the family in their hearts. They carry the family on their shoulders. But before you, you, you end your clapping, I want you to stand. And I want us to pray, ladies and gentlemen, there are many people who are trapped in relationships that are not helpful and yet they have no choice. There are many people who are trapped in jobs 
They know they are not supposed to be there. And yet, they are there because they know that they are the saviors of their families. But they don't know how to go about it the right way. This morning, I want us to lift up our hands. There are many family saviors who have been trapped. Many family saviors who have been trapped in, in businesses, in relationships, in places. In fact, if you want to talk about what is happening in some countries concerning human trafficking and, and, and human slavery, you, I mean, you, you won't even have appetite to eat. Where human beings are placed in, in, in cages and people go, customers go, and then they try to look for which one they want to buy for that night. That is how human beings have been reduced to. Human beings are not supposed to be family saviors. They've lost their right to live. They lost their right to freedom. They don't have a choice. And they, they make sure that you don't keep any pockets around you. Your, your clothes are skimpy so that you don't keep any money on you for you to run away. I mean, they are stripped of everything you will call freedom. That is what is happening. And you have over one million children who are involved. Not out of their will, but they are forced into it. 10 million adults involved in human trafficking into Charles and into, into slavery into into all these you know all these acts of pornography that's what they use them to do pornography and things like that they use them sometimes they promise your relatives oh we are taking them to this country to that country oh she, she thinks will be fine for for them and they go Sometimes you never hear of them again and you never know what happened. Sometimes by the time they come back, they, they are a pale shadow of who they are. But once upon a time, in a bid to be a family savior, they decided to go and seek for greener pastures just so that they can bring something home. Ladies and gentlemen, raise your hands. And this morning we are praying that the Lord will deliver any family savior, anyone found in a wrong relationship, anyone found in a wrong profession, wherever the person is we are praying that they be liberated that they be revealed in the name of the lord jesus Hakasa, begin to pray right now. Kateria, Isaka Force, help me now. Rekasa de Lebro Sakaya. Rakabasa Katayanda. Rekete Lebo Saka. Rakatayan de Lebo Rakasa. Reyan Lalaba, Somba Sekaya. Rekatayanda. We pray for their deliverance. We pray for their liberation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And then one of them that is trapped in a wrong relationship trapped in the wrong profession trapped in a place where they are not supposed to be we ask in the name of jesus ah, that they will be delivered ah your word says he sent forth his word and delivered them ah send forth your word father send forth your word holy spirit deliver them ah, there's a relative somewhere who is trapped there's a friend somewhere who is in a wrong relationship pray that god would deliver them Ya 
In the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we take our seat? Thank you very much. Give a round of applause unto the Lord for your lives. We're going back to Rahab. What are the attributes of this Rahab, the unlikely savior? The first thing I see about her is that she was a woman of faith. A woman of faith. Joshua chapter 2, the verse 9 to 11. After she had hidden the spies and the people had left, she said, the Lord has given, she told the spies, the Lord has given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land, they faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you. When he came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, um, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man. Who, so any man that was there, ha, they were all like uh, leaf, not like women. They were all like leaf. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was no more courage in any man because of you. And she said, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Hallelujah. Now, that statement that Rahab did made changed the status for her. It reminds me of Ruth, who years neck down the line, she also did made the same declaration and said, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Same declaration. This is a harlot. This was a woman who, who is an unlikely savior. Nobody will buy her for a penny. Everybody will say, this one is cheap. This one is this. They will look down on her. And yet, God went beyond what we human beings see on the outside. He looked at the heart of this woman. And I believe that before even the spies got there, ladies and gentlemen, this woman already was converted. Because she said that when we heard what you guys did on that side of, of, of Jordan to the people, 
As soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. And everybody lost courage because of you. But this one decided, instead of joining these people, to lose courage. Let me rather trust in this God. Earlier, I have told you that Jericho was a city, an old city that was full of idolatry. They worshipped the moon god. They worshipped Astaroth. And I said it was a wicked society. And that was involved in deviant sexual activities also. So for her, this is the, the moon god we worship. A very powerful god. That is what we know. And have you forgotten? They had a war that was built around the city of Jericho. And it was such that they said about two or three chariots of, of horses could ride comfortably on the wall. So you can imagine the thickness of the wall. But she did not trust in the size, in the strength of the wall. Not in her, in her God, not in the size of, or the strength of the wall. But she decided, let me put my trust in this God that is able to do wonders. And she declared that the Lord your God, he is God in heaven. Not the one I'm serving, the Ashtaroth. He is God also in the earth. In Jericho here, he is God. And I believe that God looked down and changed the status of this woman. Hallelujah. She was a woman of faith. She was a woman that trusted in God. She didn't even have to experience God to trust him. Just by what she heard, she decided, this is the God I must follow. This morning, I'm speaking to somebody who is going through challenges. Maybe you don't see anything God has done for you. But when you hear testimonies of what God has done for you, other people, it is time for you to put your trust in that same God and things will change for you. Hallelujah. So Rahab, by this confession, changed her status hallelujah because with god he's able to save by few or by many i believe you've been blessed by this message for further information please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com god bless you richly